Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to room one. And here we have um, Snow Queen will allow to talk. While you come on, Snow Queen, I'm going to shut my window because um, it's loud. Okay, Snow Queen. Hi, Jess. How you doing? Uh, just peachy. How are you? Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year. Thanks. What can we do um, for you? So, um, I want to talk about another new situation going on at work. I feel like every couple days, there's some nonsense. Um, so, you know, over the last six months or so, I've been debating, should I leave this job and go to another job? I had another offer in town, but ultimately didn't, didn't think that that job was better than this one. Um, I just kind of wanted to take my boards, get it over with, and then decide what I was going to do. Um, well, prior to the holidays, um, the owner of the group asked if um, me and the other employee position would skip a paycheck um, due to, like, significant financial issues with the practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, you know, very resistant to this, mostly because there's a ton of waste in the group, like, you know, you're telling me, oh, the group's going to implode, but yet you just hired a fourth PA. Like, there's just stuff that doesn't make sense. So I said, no, you know, I'll do, you know, half now, half later, just so you have the cash flow, but I can't afford to, like, not have a paycheck. So mm -hmm. um, had it all squared away. He agreed to that, sent an email, came back from my very lovely vacation to my bank account that did not have a paycheck in it. And, um, Long story short, there's like a lot of games going on, um, you know, where maybe undergoing like a private equity buyout, but now the private equity is kind of backing out, there's too many holes in the finances. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of really showed me that where I am is quite unstable, despite the owner of the group, like in my opinion, wildly spending on staff that you don't need, mm -hmm. um, you know, something's going on. So. I thought, okay, maybe I need to revisit um, looking for another job again. I did talk to a couple other groups in town who either aren't hiring or just signed, like a fellow graduated or mm -hmm. who's graduating. Um, but I feel very frozen in the decision-making, you know, because um, part of the thing is the job offer I had before, I think it might still be open. Um, I have not gone back to them because I – kind of feel like it's a situation where I don't think I can turn them down twice. So if I'm going to go back to them, I feel like I should be ready to take the jump. Um, but I am, you know, so on one hand, I feel like okay, this job is clearly financially unstable. I certainly can't afford to, like, not get paid, especially as an employee who has no hand in making the financial decisions. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also want to take my board. Um, but then, you know, I feel like I'm almost getting in my own way where, well, I'm hesitant to take another job because they'll ask me to take general call. And here I just take subspecialty call. And even though, you know, gossip hospital, gossip hospital, at least I'm familiar with gossip hospital. So I feel sort of, um, not like stuck, but just kind of frozen in, you know, deciding either way, do I look or do I just kind of stay and fingers crossed it doesn't explode before my board. Okay. <clears throat> so this, 
um, is an interesting situation. And I just want to ask a couple more questions and then also let you know that I am in the process of changing the way I think about things, kind of like going away from the model that we use. The model's still really helpful, I think, and it's a great awareness tool. But what I've been noticing is, is that it doesn't really help solve any problems. Okay. (laughs) And ultimately, what I would really love to help you do is figure out what would be a home run here for you in your life and then help you get that. And it sounds, (laughs) yeah, right? Like we spend, like we spend enough time kind of um, like figuring out what we're thinking and feeling and all that stuff. There's merit to that. There's that provides some value, but it doesn't get us all the way around all the bases. And so I'm thinking with what you described, if this were a game, it's like a losing game. It's like you have the shitty group game that you're losing or like the practice game, right? You're losing that game. And then there's also this thing about the boards. That's kind of like this on the periphery, but what seems like more important? Is it the practice game or is it the boards game? Like which one do you want to play? Cause it sounds like you have to make a decision about that with the way you described everything. Like if you want to play the yeah. boards game, you have to stay there. Yeah. Um, for another year and a half. Okay. So I guess that's the first question is what game do you want to play the boards game or the practice game? So I want to play the board game. I feel like reality might be forcing me to play the practice game because I can't work for free. Mm-hmm. And it, again, part of my thing is I don't know that I really believe my group some of the financial stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But say the group goes under, I, you know, maybe there's like a shitty private equity offer or something happens. It's like I want to play the board game, but if something happens to the group and there's no more job, then I don't get to play either game. So it's like I want to play the board game, but I feel like reality is trying to force me to do the practice game. Okay. Like I don't feel that I would have to stay on top of our practice manager to get a paycheck. Like that's not a good use of my time, nor is it appropriate. No. And speaking of that, like one of one of the things that is kind of like I don't know. I, I you, was coaching a lot around like worthiness and all that stuff. But what I think is like a more fundamental and more basic question to ask is, are you safe or not? And primal safety, primal safety for human beings in the 21st century, primal safety is tied to money. So when yeah. you have money, that takes care of a lot of problems. So money, financial security creates a form of primal safety. So I just wonder how does that land when I talk about it in those terms, like how it's fundamental? Um, Yeah, so it definitely resonates because I think that's a good way to phrase it. I don't feel safe in my current group. Um, I mean, they owe me over like 10 grand in reimbursements, like health insurance, stuff like that. In October, our health insurance got shut off because the premiums just weren't paid, and I didn't know until I went to go pick up medication before I left the country that I didn't have any coverage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't feel – I no longer feel, like, safe and stable here. I feel like every week is, am I getting paid? I'm not getting paid. What, what are what's happening here? Right. 
Right. Which makes me wonder, is there a legal issue? Um, you know, I did talk to the other employee's position about this. So there's two partners, there are two of us that are employed, and he mm -hmm. actually went through this with both of his previous groups, um, where mm -hmm. both of his groups have asked him to give up a paycheck. And he says the problem is, like, it's hard to sue a group that doesn't have money. And with the lawyer fees and stuff, by the time it's all said and done, you've, like, lost so much that it was in the lawyer's fees that it was, like, better to not even go after them yeah so it's, it sounds like the most pressing issue is getting paid yeah like even before like it would be great to solve the stable practice game in the like as a long-term goal and mm -hmm. I think you know it'd be great to loop in some way to have the boards be a part of that but it sounds like from everything that you just described that there's like a triage situation here and the triage situation 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 is I need to get paid yeah I guess now that's what it's turned into okay so then if the practice is what it is so like either it's truly like a complete and utter shit show at your group where there's no transparency and the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing and they're hiring expensive uh, people, blah, 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 blah. Either that's like all of it or could there be something, anything that you bring to the table that is affecting this outcome? So that's the next question to ask because if it is 100% them, then that is a more difficult place to have power. And that's that's like a get the fuck out sort of situation. But if there's anything that you have that you bring to the table that can be impacted with how this is all going, what could that be? Um, I do think a large part in my hesitancy in trying to maybe go to another group um, could actually... Um, I'm going to a conference soon, and one of the surgeons from this group has reached out to me, so I think it could be a positive that they're still looking, um, but I think what's making me hesitant, truly, if I think about what's making me hesitant to just leave, sign on the dotted line somewhere else, is, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I would have to take general call um, at this, whatever the next job would be, and it's mm -hmm. been five years since residency and as an attending I've done one general case and the patient's doing amazing despite not listening to me mm -hmm. but um it's one of those things where the options that I know are available for jobs you know they're again it would be the same issue of like no support there so I'm like well if I have to take the general call with no support what's the difference um, but now I think the difference has become, well, at least that job would pay you, whereas this job, you know, every week, I'm not sure if I'm getting paid. So I feel like I'm standing in my own way a little bit, and mm -hmm. I've always kind of known this, but then I feel like this whole paycheck issue is almost forcing my hand. I mean, I can see why. People need yeah. a paycheck. <laughs> I mean, not I've been asked, well, the thing is, I've been asked in the past if they could like pay me late, like 
you know, like not this week, but pay me next week. And I've been okay with that because I, I understand cash flow and I knew I'd always get a paycheck. This mm-hmm. is the first time they said, we're not paying you. And I was like, well, how long is this going on for? Oh, we don't know. Maybe three months. We're not really sure. So it's like every week I'm fighting and saying, well, I never agreed to this, so you still have to pay me. Yeah. Um, okay. Just for giggles, can you just remind me, and I don't want to veer too off the track because I think that the immediate win here is to get a paycheck. Yeah. And how is that, you know, how can we set up a path for you to get a paycheck? Yeah. Um, like what, what would that path look like? The second question I have, and just remind me, cause I don't remember the rules just around boards, but what mm-hmm. are the rules around boards? Isn't it something about like a time frame and a city, or is it a time frame and a group? Um, yeah, that's the problem. It's a time frame and a group. So if I, so I'm supposed to start collecting this spring, but if I leave, um, you know, I'll start my job in time to collect in the next job, mm-hmm. but that will be my very last chance take the board so that's what's also making me a little hesitant I'm sure I will do fine I have no qualms about passing Mm -hmm. but it is nice if I were to stay to have that cushion in case something happens but if I leave it's like one shot and that's it okay and just to be clear you're not independently wealthy like you need a paycheck correct it'd be nice if I was um and also like I don't have a rich husband or anything so I just myself I you know I'm learning so much about female under earning that's what this whole this whole thing that I'm doing right now is basically all the principles are centered around female under earning and it is just shocking how deeply groomed we have become for under earning and now that I'm learning these things I'm just like I can't unknow it and so for me to hear you say that you're in a situation where you're not getting paid is outrageous. <laughs> it just sounds outrageous again, to me. I think it's not getting paid with a timeline and because uh-huh. there's no transparency and I 100% do not trust the partners. I do not trust the owners of the group. I don't feel like there's any goodwill here, right? Because I can understand it's like, the whole group's struggling and you see it and we've tried to cut costs and it's not working and you're in it together. I totally get it. Um, I could see maybe where you'd consider that, but um, when I don't see any transparency and I see a lot of shady behavior going on, I'm like, well, you can cut someone else's salary. You're not cutting mine. <laughs> Especially when um, I've actually been quite productive for my first year here. So I don't think I'm the one they should be coming to. Yeah. And we We've heard you a number of times talk about how your productivity and operating late and taking all these cases that nobody else wants to do. So we know that that's true. Like we know that yeah. you're working. Um, right. do, and you said you have another person in your group who's kind of like in your same position as far as like the being the employed status. Correct. He's not a surgeon. So his like whole deal's a little different than mine. He's mm-hmm. not operative, but yes, there's two of us and they have access both of us to give up paychecks. Okay. I just wanted to see if that was a thing too, because then it made me wonder, well, is there something you're bringing that makes them think that they can do this to you? The only thing I can think of, and I hate to like generalize because I I don't, 
you know, I don't like to like assume whatever. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can I can guess is that the other uh, employee and I are both minorities, and I just really wonder would they be coming to us for this if we weren't? But that, but I don't I don't know. I don't want to like assume that, you know. Yeah, but I'm I'm wondering, is there anything in your vibe with previous discussions with them that gave them the impression you were okay with this? Like it was okay for, you know, for your business relationship for them to not pay you? Oh, absolutely not. Um, And actually, it's really shitty. He did this two days before Christmas, Um, you know, the day before the paychecks come out um so we weren't even really given any chance to ponder or anything it was on the spot we're doing this and I said no I'm not agreeing I'll do half and half but what they're trying to do is they're trying to like play games to eventually get me to give up a whole paycheck over time and I just don't think I should have to oh yeah I agree with you okay so let's recap we got a situation here, and we're talking about it in terms of a game. It makes it a lot easy. Yeah. Uh, I think it makes it easier for me in my human brain to kind of conceptualize things. So the game we're playing is financial security. And in this game, you are currently losing. And there are going to yeah. be factors that are in your control and factors that are out of your control. Right? And we can't, yeah. do, we can't do anything about the factors that are out of your control. What you have control over is you the work you do, the vibe you bring. That's it. Yeah. Right? And so you're doing mm-hmm. the work. We just talked about the vibe you bring, and you haven't, you you don't suspect you've given them the impression that it was okay to not pay you. And so what else, like, what else is there to discuss? I guess for me, like I said uh, in the beginning, it's I know I need to make a decision either way, right? I can make a decision to stay and see what happens and, like, play the boards game, or I can make a decision to leave, go somewhere more financially stable. If that previous offer I had is still open, they are paying me a significant amount of money more mm-hmm. um, to come over there. Um, but I think for me, it's like I, I know what the issues are, but I personally am feeling stuck with momentum in either direction, with like either decision, either just suck it up, deal with it, or hey, go seriously look at something else. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> um, you know, it's if I look at just the jobs themselves, like not the money aspect of it, but mm-hmm. just the jobs, um, I'm not sure that the other jobs are necessarily going to be better in terms of, like I said, the general call and the types of cases I'm getting. Um, yes, my group has tons and tons of problems. I still have no block time. I actually just finished operating, like doing a routine case after clinic. Um, but I feel like I'm starting to settle in. I'm getting more familiar. At least I know the staff. They know me. Um, uh, other doctors I've met in town sort of like building my reputation here this other these other jobs are in town but like it's a very big city so I'd kind of be starting over wherever I'd end up going mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where I feel like I've worked so hard I've like put all my energy all my mental energy my physical energy in like trying to make this work and it almost feels like well if it didn't work then I wasted all this time and have to start all over doing the same thing somewhere else. 
Yeah. I mean, I know it feels that way, but then <clears throat> if we're really talking about winning a game, then that'll be the first step you have to take to win the game. Right. I mean, ultimately this is just take steps to play the game. Right. So yeah. I mean, ultimately it's a step you'll have to decide and I have every confidence you'll be fine either way. The, the only thing that I don't know is, is like, would there be a possibility of you, if you want to stay there, just like, okay, you're not going to pay me, then I'm not going to work and you can go do something else. And in fact, I just noticed, um, we have some other people on the call today that have like probably ideas about other things that could be very lucrative for, uh, you know, managing your time while you're like, you could like, would it be possible? Sorry, I'm not making sense. So let me back up here. If you want to stay in your group for whatever reason that makes sense to you and write it out, but they're not going to pay you, then why would you be working? And right. If, and that's and actually, not be, and if yeah. you're not going to be working and you have free time, what could you do in your free time to get a paycheck? That's my, that's my question. Is that possible? Yeah. So, um, that has actually been proposed to me by like, you know, friends and family of, Oh, you're not getting paid or you're getting paid half. Why would you work full time mm -hmm. here? I guess is like the other convoluting thing. I don't necessarily hustle the way I do for the money. Um, like I've known very early on that something weird's going on with the finances. I'm hustling for my own surgical experience, mm -hmm. you know, um, making up for the lost time, which I talked about before, um, you know, just getting more proficient and efficient. But the problem becomes, again, I don't know how long this is going to last for this paycheck thing, but I also need like minimum case numbers for boards. So, so I can't just not work like already for the call schedule for March. I already asked the surgeon who's doing it like, Hey, can you stack my call so I can have enough cases for my board? So, um, yes, that is imposed to me. Why would you work or why would you work full time? But then there's this other hand of like, well, I'm also operating like for me and for my board. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear everything you're saying. So if you, if you I had to, like there's so many arms. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it sounds like it's very convoluted, but I don't think that it is. I think oh, that, okay. you know, and I think it's, I think it's amazing that you want to have the reps of doing the cases because ultimately that's the skill that'll make you like Teflon for financial security in the long run is skill. Yeah. Because no matter where you go, whether it's doing general cases or cases um, that are specific to your subspecialty, then it, it, isn't going to matter because you'll have the skill for it. But right now there's an immediate concern. So that's my, that's why I keep coming back to this. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in it for the money or not. Although I feel like as women, we need to all be in it for the money. We need to be in it for the fucking money because there is a gap that needs to be filled. You know, like it's under earning on our part. So that's my crusade. So part, pardon that kind of like little tantrum, but how you have an immediate need, right? You have an immediate need to yeah. live. How are you going to do that without money? Right. No, it's like, you know, obviously I do have some savings. It's not that I haven't saved, but it's like if I'm looking to buy a house here, student loans, this and that, 
it's one thing I think if there's an idea of what's happening, so you can kind of like budget and go with it. But one, I don't want to because I work my ass off. And two, um, there's no timeline. Like anytime I ask for an answer, there is none. So then it turns into a game we play every week on, will there be a pay- paycheck in my bank account? I wish we could take some kind of a poll here on the, if everybody would, I wonder if we can. I feel like everyone is, I feel like anyone who hears the story is horrified and it's like, why are you staying? And that's when sometimes I feel, okay, maybe my inertia is factors with me and not from the external factors. Because like anyone, I, I mean, I haven't told many people about this, but anyone I do is like, that's terrible. Why are you still there? Um, yeah. I'm just curious. Um, Now, I'm just curious about this. Um, (laughs) This is something I've never done on this type of a forum, but since I'm just trying to get all spicy with stuff anyway, I'm going to just put the poll up. Let's see. Poll has been added. Can you guys see it? Like, am I really so scared of general call that I'm willing to forego a paycheck. Like, that's so stupid. I did residency and I went to a good residency. Yeah. Um, and I'd actually talked to other surgeons like in the past about general call and they said, you can open a book and do the case. You've done it before. And I was like, okay, yeah, just open the book and do the case. Um, okay. Like, what are you worried about? Like, you know how to do this. <laughs> We're getting some answers coming in from the peanut gallery, which I love because this is my gut instinct here. And I'm just wanting to make the decision for you. And that is my, um, is GTFO, get the fuck out. Uh, but we've got a please don't work for no pay and a yes, horrified, leave it for the other group. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tough. Tough, not tough. Um, I just see a number of red flags here and it just sounds like if we're looking at this as a risk benefit analysis for you and your life, the risks that are being flagged with this group, if they're true, what you're saying, and I have no reason to doubt what you're saying, this, it just seems like a sinking ship. And is it I worth mean, we it? we can't even get, yeah. And is it worth it to stay to get your boards knocked out? I think well, here's the, the problem, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is if boards were in a few months, I would just suck it up and like deal with whatever, you know, no paycheck. I've heard of like worse things happening. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a year and a half, a lot can happen to a group in a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I launched the poll, everybody. We have 13 people here. Let's see what people say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so awesome. Um, yeah. Six people have voted, seven people have voted. And please, I love how the option is GTFO. But I mean, you know, that's what that's what doesn't make sense. I guess when I try to think about what's going on is we hired all this expensive staff, but then um, we can't get like syringes and basic equipment because our accounts are on hold because we haven't paid bills. Um, yeah. The accountant yeah. won't get stuff ready for the PE buyout because she apparently hasn't been paid in like several years. Um, So it's like, you know, I don't, it's so hard to decide when there's no transparency and when I think, okay, do I have internal factors to get over? (laughs) Okay, we have another comment from Igloo, and this is really, really clear. This is not normal and likely illegal. If you have employment, 
employment contract and they don't pay, send a demand letter. They are not paying bills or you. This may fall completely apart. Best to get out before the ship sinks. I couldn't agree more. This is okay. this is beyond this is this is primal safety right here. This is beyond getting your board done. This is um you are a capable rock star surgeon. I know this. I've known you for several years now. I know this about you. I know what you are capable of. I have no doubt you could go take general call at any hospital on the planet and be completely fine. Now, do you want to do that? Maybe not. But want yeah. and can are two very different things. Very different yeah. things. And yeah. just because you don't want to now doesn't mean you don't want to in the future and doesn't mean you'll have to in the future. But right. all of that sounds much better than not getting a paycheck. Yeah, I think I just need to get over it in my head. Because like I said, I did one, like my first general case in practice like three months ago, and the patient's doing great. So I'm like, why are you so worried? Look at him. He's doing fine. <laughs> you have so much to give. <clears throat> you have so much to give to this profession and to women and to patients. And you're energetic and you care and you are self-reflective. You are like a total package, my friend. Get the fuck out of there. I love you. You're like my hype woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Jamie Lee Curtis gave us this, like, great yes. image, right? And I yeah, think that's yeah, gone yeah. viral now. But I think we needed that. I think we needed that image to be like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, um, can you just, because I can't, it doesn't show up on the chat. So um, can you just say again, it's Igloo said to write a demand letter for that paycheck? Yeah, Igloo said, um, you know what, I'll take a picture of the, oh, shoot. I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it to you. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, I know when I've asked them about my like $10,000 in outstanding reimbursements, their response is we don't have money. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> they've been outstanding for almost a year. So I know you have something. Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. It's crazy. And did, did 13 people say GTFO? 11 voted and 11 said GTFO. Zero people okay. said stay. Two people didn't okay. vote, but that's okay. Their thumbs are probably tired. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. good. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure how to like phrase it in terms of coaching for today, but I think this was like maybe a good butt kick that I need. So I'm going to meet with that, you know, surgeon from the other group at the conference and see what he has to say. Yeah. Well, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect okay. because I'm like just done with all of the dancing around all the thoughts and the feelings. And I think that that's good just on an, an awareness level of kind of like, what is our vibe? Because our thoughts and our feelings and our actions kind of create this, like our thoughts and our feelings create a residue, which when we show up for things, it it's a vibe that we bring. So it's really nice to know what that is. But at the end of the day, we want to solve a problem. You have a problem yeah. that needs to be solved. And I think that there's yeah. a solution right in front of you. And you're so damn capable that you're going to be able to do it no matter what. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for everyone who voted and sent in the advice. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, on fire. Let's go.
we're going to disable talking for Snow Queen. Now, not everybody is renamed because this is um, a really awesome, awesomely attended um, sesh. But we've got a half an hour. Who's next? Who wants to talk? We got the spice going. Bring your spicy problems. Anyone? Anyone? Somebody named themselves Paw Patrol. I think that's very funny. Okay, anything else we want to talk about? You know me, I'm going to start yammering. <clears throat> okay, well then, I'm going to tell you a story while we wait for somebody to raise their hand. I've been um, on this coaching journey for a while. Uh, oh, good. Yay. All I have to say is I've been on this coaching journey and then somebody <laughs> volunteer. I'll tell you that story some other time. We're going to allow um, this person to talk. Allow to talk. Food coma. Here we go. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I did want to hear your story, but yeah. <laughs> raise my hand. if nobody raises their hand after you, I'll tell it. Okay. You're more important. What's happening? Um, so this is, I don't know. Something that when it happens, it makes me want to quit my job. Okay. Um, and it's it's insurance companies. Like mm -hmm. I just I feel like it's the worst part of my job. Like I I had like three peer to peers this week that were absolutely ridiculous. Like the denials were absolutely ridiculous. The way they go about setting up the peer peer to peers. One of them I had to give them three different days with like six hour windows where they had to be able to call me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. and then I have to drop everything I'm doing at that moment. And, um, at one point the call like didn't go through. And so then we had to set it up again. And then one they approved and then they later denied, like, I just losing my mind with, it's really bad where I am right now. I'm sure it's bad everywhere, but like mm -hmm. literally having to do prior auths and peer to peers for like just astronomical amounts of things. And I, I just feel like I can't take care of my patients and I feel like I'm not getting paid and I feel like it's just frustrating. Yeah. Interesting. It's like Baskin Robbins. We've got 31 flavors of get not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> because if you're spending all that time doing peer to peers, that means you're not seeing patients. So right. You're losing out on the revenue from not seeing patients. If you've got to be like the cable guys coming and you need a six hour window. Yeah, you know? exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is crazy to me. So let's see again. So you're, you're, you're in the not, if we're going to use the game, metaphor still. So you're also losing the getting paid game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So this is interesting because these like sometimes it's like they're systematic problems and right. not systematic, systemic problems, right? So maybe with the first person it kind of seemed like it was a systemic problem within the group. And now we're dealing with something that's kind of a thing going on nationwide, right? Yeah. And it, I imagine it is anyway, but um, can you give us a little bit of backstory on the peer-to-peers you're having to um, get scheduled? Is it for things that should be just um, authorized or are they like strange things or 
What is yeah, so, Okay, the- so for example, I'm an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. One of my sure. denials was, so we frequently take out tonsils because of obstructive symptoms in children when they're sleeping. And it's like a super routine, like, I, you know, I documented that the child's tonsils were enlarged, that all her symptoms, her exam, everything like that. And they decided that the tonsils weren't big enough for me to take out. And that's why they denied it. And I was like... <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Did you look in, in the child's mouth? Like, I just, you know what I mean? And I've never had that denial before. And, um, uh, that was the one where they wanted three different days with a six hour window in order yeah. for me to talk about this. And, you know, I get paid like 300 bucks for that surgery. Right. You know? What I mean? Oh yeah. Like, so let me ask you this. <laughs> is it things that are, so this is what I found. And when I was, um, practicing full time, is a lot of the time it had to do with what I documented, which was on me. And it, you know, a lot of times I would get MRIs denied because I didn't document properly what had been done leading up to that and why the MRI was medically necessary and yada, yada. And what I came to find out is, is that there are these rules, right? And you know this because you, I think you've even mentioned to us before that you've participated in some kind of a project around trying to um, understand the algorithm that insurance companies have to approve or deny, if I recall c- correctly. Mm, no, I don't think that was me, but that's okay. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, you know, the major companies have these algorithms of what's going to get approved or denied. So the first question I have is like, oh, okay, well, is there something like upstream that could be super easy to remedy that would help with the approval rate. So you don't even have to do the peer to peer. Like, yeah, no, we've done that on our practice. We, for our common procedures, we have like lists of what all our major insurance companies require. Um, But, and, and that used to work pretty well. I just, the last like three or four, maybe even six months, it's just, they seem to just be like randomly denying things and making it harder and harder and requiring prior auths for literally everything. Yeah. You know. And then now do you have somebody in your office who is capable of doing the prior auths? Oh yeah. I mean, we're a, we're a five surgeon practice and we have I mean, it's broken up by what it is. We have like people who work on imaging studies and people who work on surgeries and people who work, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. people who work on medicines and so Okay, so you're dialed on your side with having the infrastructure to kind of like optimize going into the prior off. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, so I live in a part of the country where we've been squeezed for a long time mm-hmm. and it's, and, and that's part of, I think why it's affecting us a lot. Cause we, so we've already we've kind of tried to optimize this and we try to avoid it. We try to streamline it and we've done all that. And they've just, every time we do, they like turn around and make it even harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so then my next question is, is and, and I'm not suggesting anybody do anything shady at all. I'm not suggesting that at all. Mm-hmm. But there are programs out there that help you optimize the language that you use to make it strong um, in documentation, like the Karen Zuko courses, I know, um, do that. Have you gone that route? You mean in order to get things approved? Right. Just for medical, like the documentation side of things, I feel like is where most of this stuff lives. And if things are not documented, like just perfectly for the insurance company, then stuff gets denied and we have to write letters of medical necessity and get on peer to peers. 
So, and, and anybody is welcome to chime in if they have anything to add here. Um, I mean, I think that's true, but like that tonsil case I was telling you about <laughs> when I finally got on the peer to peer, they're like, oh yeah, everything is here. We'll approve it. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and then I had another one recently where it was a documentation issue. And so I, I went back and fixed all the documentation and they mm -hmm. told me it would be approved and I did exactly what they said was needed and what was, and then they still denied it, you know, like it's uh -huh. just, um, those were actually both with the same insurance company hmm. and this insurance company, Fidelis, I don't know, they're super cheap for patients. And so a lot of the patients in my area have it, but they don't cover shit. It's, you know, it's like, everything's a fight. Um, and I know we have the option of like dropping insurance companies that are too much of a pain. Mm -hmm. I live in kind of a, um, or I work in like a more rural underserved area. And, you know, if we, drop insurance companies, then it's harder to like serve that patient base, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, I did the same thing. Although I live in one of the wealthiest areas in the country, there's a definite um, imbalance in who has access to those uh, commercial plans and who doesn't. And so it was a large population of people basically on Medicaid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of this, not in terms of the model, like I mentioned with the first person, but more in terms of how to be strategic about getting what you want mm -hmm. to get paid. <clears throat> yes. So it sounds like we've identified a couple things. Um, with know, less hassle would be nice too. <laughs> right. Well, with ultimately with less hassle, that would be super fantastic. Yeah. Um, so what makes me wonder, is there any room to have a meeting with Fidelis, if Fidel, if, if it's Fidelis or like, you know, certain companies, obviously it doesn't make sense to have a meeting with every company. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to have a meeting with Fidelis um, and try to get on the same page with these people? Like say, Hey, we both want the same thing here. We both want to take care of these patients. Wink, wink. I don't know if they actually want to take care. I of don't them. think they actually <clears throat> do. Maybe that's just me being bitter. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that there's, you know, like probably corporate practices that indicate they don't really want to take care of patients, but, you know, the purpose of it is to take care of patients. <laughs> the it's supposed to be. It is. <clears throat> but, you know, to get on the, have some kind of a negotiation with these people so that you are on the same page because it doesn't make sense to just reinvent this cable guy thing every single time you have. Um, yeah, I, you're right. When you say that, my first thought is just like, well, that's going to be a waste of my time. <laughs> well, everything already is a waste of your time and it's that's not a good working. Point. It's yeah. not working. Right. So yeah. if you can keep doing that and that's what they want, probably. Because mm -hmm. my guess is they want to make it difficult so that people will just not have yeah. to get paid by them. Oh, for sure. You know, but that's not what we want because we want to get paid and we should get paid. And yeah, you know, we had another insurance company. It was <coughs> United that like six months later, like reversed a payment, uh, like a large sum of payments on, on some procedures that had all gone through the approval process beforehand. Uh -huh. And then um, we had, an, we have another insurance company. They're all different insurance companies. This one's Blue Cross Blue Shield. 
who has decided they're just not going to pay us for any work we do in the hospital, like hospital consults. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pay us for like surgeries we do, but not so for hospital consults. It's like this is really critical though. There is a lot of money that is left on the table because of this very problem. There is a whole consulting company that is thriving right now. And it, one of our um, women surgeons, she's not a member of room one, but she's in common thread. Um, her, she's a coach too. Her name is Sari Green, S-A-R-I-G-R-E-E-N. So you can look her up on Facebook and I don't think she would mind me plugging her right now, but she uh, is a general surgeon, but works in a non-clinical position for this company. The sole existence is to get that money that's left on the table into the mm-hmm. hands of the hospital, out of the hands of the insurance company and into the hands of the hospital. And they work by trying to bridge the gap between all the documentation, billing, and coding, and then, you know, the the other side of it, which is on the insurance company side of it. It's really, really interesting. And I talked to her, gosh, it's almost been a year now. That's kind of crazy. Um, I said, oh my gosh, this sounds like it would be really great for individual practices because I'm sure a lot of money is left on the table for this very thing that you're talking about. And um, at the time they didn't have, the, you know, they their company was not assisting individual practices, but it makes me wonder if something like that exists. They, <clears throat> it seems to be that there is a solution to this problem that is available, but I'm not aware of like how, how you get it. Is that making sense the way I'm saying that? Like, is it yeah. responsibility to figure it out as the surgeon? Hmm. I don't know, but it seems to be that there's somebody that you could hire to figure it out. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, we're a private practice and we just feel like our expenses keep going up and our reimbursements go down and it's okay. just becoming very frustrating. So yeah. Yeah. And I would love for anybody to weigh in on this too. We have quite a, um, group today of very wise people. But if you make a comment, please change your name first. I didn't get to change everybody's names. <coughs> um, it's, it's a tough spot to be in because we work hard. We are trained, like we deserve to get paid and we have almost no control over what actual money comes our way. It feels like, um, this is really cool. Pine nut is commenting here. Pine nut. Happy to help discuss outside of this if helpful. It has also helped me to be an even stronger documenter because I know all the guidelines. So if I get a peer-to-peer, I know whether or not it will be approved immediately 99% of the time. But yes, I still get them. I know. Insurance companies suck. That's great. Then, Then Snow Queen says... Advocacy is so important. The Connecticut Medical Society lobbied and got a law passed that insurance companies have to pay within 30 days and can't reverse it. I mean, this seems to be an issue worth kind of getting dirty about. I mean, not dirty. That's a that's the wrong word. Like digging in. Yeah, that's interesting about the law in Connecticut. That's I mean, you know, um, I would not say that our legislation is 
I would say it seems like they're friendlier to insurance companies because they probably have stronger lobbies where we live. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but it's this kind of like outside of the box thinking that I think is where we become empowered. It's if we just like naturally you're going to be frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. Naturally you're a human being and this is fucking frustrating. Right. What we want to do is take care of patients and get paid. It's very simple. Right. And so then to have to con- kind of confront this sort of a sy- systemic issue is frustrating. It's so we could sit around and talk about how frustrating that is, but that does not get you anywhere. And it's right. not an empowered position, right? Right. It's a disempowered position. But what would be an empowered position? And that's why I love these ideas, you know, like, crowdsourcing even within this group because we have such brilliant people that deal with all the same stuff like what's worked for you how have you gotten outside of the box like um you know i'm thinking the the documentation is like step 1 it's like the low hanging fruit making sure that's optimized and there are courses available that help you optimize that stuff Outside of that, is there somebody that can be hired as a consultant or whatever to help X, Y, or Z outside of that? Is there something else you can do outside of that? Is there something else you can do? And then Mm -hmm. also, let me just be honest with you. I had a really, really high rate of getting stuff um, approved during the peer-to-peer thing, most of the time, because I was just nice to them. Mm-hmm. And you're a nice person and I've never heard you not be nice. And I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that anybody has to be nice, but that works. It is like these guys, whoever, you know, is answering the phone, they're not the happiest people either. And I feel like everybody's pissed off at them and sort of acting like an asshole to them. And I found that that was a really like low hanging fruit thing to do. It's just to treat those people like a human being. And yeah, not to say you don't do that, but that can be very helpful. And I think they're more likely to approve stuff when you just don't act like a butt. Yeah, I mean, I I like I would say ninety nine percent of the time, once I get to the peer to peer, I get it approved. It's it's just the whole yeah, frustration. The whole you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, then I wonder too if like having a meeting with Fidelis, just saying, hey, you know, like I don't mind doing these peer to peers, but the this the way that it's set up is a challenge. Is there any other way we can work with, you know, you guys can work with our group to make the, just getting the peer to peer be less clunky. Like not to not have to do it, but to not have it be quite so onerous, you know, that doesn't really require them to change their policies or anything, but how would you? Yeah, no, you're right. I, I haven't even tried. So because I think I had a defeatist attitude before I even. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It just won't help you solve the problem. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think us as physicians have always struggled with this. We're so busy, like just trying to take care of patients. We, we forget to take that time to step out outside the box and like advocacy and this and that. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. So, but we've given up a lot of our power, I think, because of that too. A hundred percent. Yes. And one final thing I'll offer to, um, my assistant was 
like one of those rare unicorns that just like could read my mind and was just amazing. Yeah. And she used to get, she was the one that hang would hang out waiting for the peer to peer and would get them on the phone and then come and get me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which was awesome. So I never had yeah. to stop doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just one other potential thing that maybe you've tried that. I don't know, but, um, I don't think peer-to-peers are going anywhere, but it does seem like there are things we can do to make them less painful. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. And I think it's just the whole, uh, the peer-to-peers are bad enough. And it's, as I mentioned, it's just the whole thing. Like almost every insurance company we work with is doing something to me that just seems egregious. And I just, (laughs) you know, yeah. Yeah. And then I started to take it personally. Like, what is their problem? Like, we're just trying to take care of patients and get paid. <laughs> I know. And and I agree with you. And I just think it's egregious too. And I also get super pissed about it. And I also think, well, why do I have to be the one that solves this problem? And at the end of the day, it's like, well, why not me? Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. I don't do it, who's going to do it? And yeah. if we don't do it, they just get to keep the money. I know they have so much money. I mean, I know healthcare is expensive and if, if their CEOs were making, you know, $150,000 a year and putting all that money into healthcare and then denying things, I I would feel differently. Well, you wouldn't feel disempowered probably. Yeah. Like you wouldn't feel as disempowered as you feel now, Mm -hmm. but when you feel disempowered, then you are disempowered. Yep. Yep. So, well, okay. So try some stuff and then let us know what happens, because I think that there's probably, I don't know if you figure something out and you report back, there are a lot of people who would love to know what worked. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. I will. Um, I will see. Thank you. And also we um, have a couple more comments. Sunshiny day says, we need to start telling patients which insurance is trying to get out of pain. Totally. So at my um, hospital or with the group that I just left, we would actively tell people you need to like get rid of that insurance. When's your enrollment date switch to something else because you're getting the shaft basically anyway. And then, um, Pine Nut says, I think my comments showed up in reverse order, but our National Society (laughs) works on this. And I sit on the committees involved in it. Happy to talk offline or elaborate. Let me know if um, previous first comment doesn't show. So Pine Nut, you said happy to discuss outside of this is if helpful. Pine Nut, when we're done, because I don't know who you are, can you send me a DM and see if maybe there's a way we could set up some kind of a working group on this that would be kind yeah. of cool. that would be cool all right thanks thanks a lot food come oh yay pine nut said yep thumbs up thumbs up cool all right so food come i'm gonna lower your hand and then disable talking and then now we have <clears throat> ice cube um allow to talk here we go hey ice cube Oh, shoot. Ice Cube, can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can. Hi, Ice Cube. How are you doing? 
I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well too. What can I do for you? Um, so I know we're running out of time, but I think this will be a quick one. I just wanted your opinion on something. Yeah. So I, I'm a fellow. Um, I'm finishing up in July. Congratulations. And have, thank you. And um, I have a job opportunity in, uh, at a, in a state where I have no family uh, and maybe like one or two friends. Um, it's not a state I ever saw myself living, but it is a very good opportunity. Okay. Um, I've also think I may have a job opportunity in uh, my home state, uh, where most of my family is and where I have said over and over again, I'd like to, uh, end up, you know, uh, end up living there again at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, that opportunity has been via text where the, um, chair of the department has basically said after my interview that they um, have been given approval to expand, uh, but uh, that they won't be able to get me a contract, um, you know, basically anytime soon, like within the next like month or so. And this other opportunity in the, the state that I don't necessarily see myself living in has already sent me a contract. And I've just, I've decided to start negotiations because I don't, I don't see I don't see how it makes sense to put all my eggs in one basket because of a text message. So I told him I just need to think about it. And then he sent me a text recently that said, um, you know, I just reaching out just to see what, you, what your thoughts are. And I told him, you know, I'm so interested in that's in like moving to my home state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't know how to, to go about, a, you know, I need more than just a text. And, and you know, he said, I just need to know where you want to be. So think about it. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, this these are really great issues tonight. So I'll stay over and anybody else who has time to stay over is really welcome to do so. Um, this has highlighting the lack of education around contracts and contract negotiations in our training programs. Um So I'm super happy that you're bringing this up now, because even if we don't solve the problem tonight, then maybe we can um, work offline a little bit to get you the answers that you need. So you, it sounds like you kind of know what job you want. And it sounds to me like it's the one at home and correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I know that I know I'd get paid significantly less with the job at home. Okay. Um, which family is very important to me. So I, I want to believe that I, it's, I'm okay with that. But the other part of me is like, I'm, this is my third fellowship. And I'm like, I'm really ready to start making some money. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, why, why do I give myself a few years at this one place, you know, at this place in the state that I, uh, may not see as home yet, but just give it a few years, make, you know, make some, you know, make some money, put enough money away in savings, and then maybe try again to go, go back home. That sounds perfect. So, yeah, that's really, that's a great way to think about it too. And um, ultimately, you know, you're going to know, I think what the right decision is for you, but like we were talking earlier about, primal safety and how money gives us primal safety. That is another thing to consider here. Um, You know, 
I think what we don't quite understand is like what the timelines are for these things. Like if, if it was important enough for you to be at home with your group, your tribe, if you will, that also offers you that mitigates risk. It mitigates, it mitigates risk for us as human beings when we're surrounded by support. Now, does that mean that you won't have support if you go to the new state? Probably not. You'll you'll develop it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You can always fly home. You'll make enough money to fly home more often. Yeah. Um, I I Um, guess my other concern is what if that opportunity at home is not is not, um, you know, available anymore when you just say three or five years go by and I'm ready to move or try to move again. Yeah, might not be. Yeah. Or something better might be available. Yes. This is the magic, this like the the fallacy of, you know, um, maybe it's not a fallacy. It's like, we want to have a crystal ball and we want to know that the decision we made was a good decision. And I think that one on one side of the coin, it's like whatever you decide, you can make work. Mm-hmm. The only downside I could see would be as if the place at home just decides they're not going to offer anything. Right. Yeah. And I know that I think what's making it a little bit easier for me as far as mm-hmm. making a decision to go to the new state uh, is that if I, I don't I don't feel comfortable turning down that opportunity and then waiting to see when my home state may send me that contract. Awesome. You know, I, so what Sunshiny Day has said, we've had some really great comments tonight, you guys. I really appreciate the participation. Sunshiny Day says, I would explore the job opportunity in the other state. It can help you negotiate the home job. Also, I moved to a state where I had no family and knew no one and has been the best move. I did the same thing. I mean, I was married and had a kid, but we moved. I'm from St. Louis and I live in California and I never would have thought I would end up in California. Now I'm like, I never want to leave California anyway. um, And then Snow Queen says a job with quote unquote approval can take months to actually come to fruition, especially in a big organization. You could try working on negotiations with the other job. And in the meantime, get a better sense of the timeline for approval of the job near home. Ooh, I love that. Sunshiny Day and Snow Queen are bringing up some really excellent points in that you have an opportunity here to maximize negotiations and get more information. So you have a sure thing, and that sounds like the the one where you already have a contract offered and the out-of-state job. And as you kind of massage that situation, keep dangling. The other thing that I think, you know... I've noticed at least for myself is, is I think that everybody takes this shit personally and nobody does. I feel like, well, they're not going to like me if I don't respond in a, in X, Y, Z way, or they're, you know, going to be upset if this happens or that happens. And that's not true. Like they don't care. It's just business. That's kind of what I've learned kind of after the fact. And, um, so you don't need to worry about their feelings, uh, for the people that don't yet have a contract because it's just business. I love, I love that. So um, Ice Cube, if you would like to keep talking about this offline, you can send me a message too. And then also we can talk about these things 
in the room one Facebook group. So you can get a little bit more kind of um, confidence moving forward with the decision that you're about to make. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Thanks guys. I appreciate you all participating and we'll catch you next time. Oh, um, announcement. I was supposed to do a sur- a surgery. Lord have mercy. Um, coaching next Tuesday at the same time, but I'm going to be at an intensive um, coach training on female under earning for seven days. It's going to be amazing. And so I'm going to do it on Saturday morning instead. And we'll have Diane, the assistant post uh, link for that. So it'll be Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye now.